hello and once again thank you for hanging out with us um and triple h hollow hollow hangouts my buhai and my and pam here in the fabulous whereby machine is joining us as always <laughs> how are you doing pam doing good how are you doing edwin oh not too bad um i'm just coming off from a short vacation trying to get things caught up here like i don't know like all the things that happens during spring and then some and then oh really some. what have you been doing that sounds good right now dim sum mm. ah, don't make and don't make some. me don't make <laughs> don't make me hungry um it's uh it's yeah, it was it was a it was a pretty busy vacation, as we could call it a vacation. I did manage to get some gardening done. Um, I got all the plants in my indoor garden outside. It was hot yesterday. It was. It was oh the whole God. entire house. Our house was actually closed up, AC cranking. Oh, you have AC now. Yeah, I always had AC. <laughs> No, I remember you didn't have. Last time I was at your place, you didn't have AC. We had windows. We had window AC, but yeah, then we AC. converted it to like uh, central air. Oh, oh my gosh! There's nothing like central air. I know, right? Love central <laughs> air. So, you know, what are you planning? Sorry, what I are you planning on gardening? Gardening? Nothing. Well, nothing. I don't know, like <laughs> nothing. No palaya exists in my garden. No talong exists in my garden if you don't know what that is to our people who don't know um uh sabano or bizaya uh paraya is that bitter melon i think we talked about it in the show once which is good because that i don't stuff, think either of them it's like either of us like us <laughs> yeah <laughs> like it. it's like it tastes like tylenol if you chew tylenol or <laughs> yeah. aspirin it's really it's really bitter um and then there's talong which is eggplant. I hate eggplant. eggplant. See, I like eggplant. I, I think you don't. See, I don't like eggplant. I'm sorry for those who love eggplant. I I'm just not one of you guys when it comes to that. I don't. I don't really <laughs> love it. It's. I don't hate it. Oh, I'll I, eat it if it's part of a thing because it's also part of my favorite dish. Uh, see, I don't know if I don't know if it's just the way that my parents made it when I was a kid, but. We had like a gas burner at our house and they used to like flatten it like a pancake and like roast it on top of the gas burner. And Did they like burn it or something? Or? They would like roast it. They would like, it was like, they used like, they pretty much made the, the, uh, the range in our kitchen, like a mini grill oh. for, <laughs> <laughs> for, for, for eggplants. And... I just remember tasting this thing, and I was like, "Nope, I'm going to Burger King." <laughs> so, Jeez. Yeah, I just wouldn't do it. And then my parents would make palaya. They used to like put it with like eggs and stuff like that, and and what have you. Like it was almost like a, like a like a like a scrambled omelet type thing, with palaya in it. And I tasted that thing, and it was just like, you know, I don't mind the egg, but what's this Tylenol tasting thing? Yeah. Um. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Well, that's so. interesting. So we're so what? Uh, once you get your gardening set up, uh, make sure that you take pictures and post it on your Instagram. Actually, yeah, I actually took pictures this morning. So ooh, awesome! But you know, here's the thing. Yesterday it was so hot, right? And it was muggy. It was like the Philippines. Oh, humid. oh yeah. So was it, it your type felt of like weather? the Philippines? Like it was. <laughs> You, you well let's just say that that it, the, it was I did spend a lot of time outside okay you know especially in the morning and I did grill in the in the in the in the uh, late afternoon and with all the helicopter maple helicopter thing seeds like falling <laughs> uh, yeah and it was it was nice like my, you know, like it, it felt like the Philippines minus the smog, minus the, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> minus the the unmuffled, uh, you know, motorcycle engines and 
So is that, would you say that that's your type of weather? Yeah, it is. Like, it is not too hot. Like, I hate it when it's, like, 100 degrees outside and it's really humid. Like, right. like the wet season in the Philippines. I just can't do it. Like, it's, you know, I would rather be inside, crank up the AC. And speaking of AC, hold on a second. I gotta, I gotta do something here. I gotta turn off my AC because I think it's creating some background noise. Oops. So I'm just gonna go. On my the reason why I asked is because it's actually a running. That's a running joke in my family. Is that every time when it's hot or 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 humid or whatever, my dad will always say, "Ah, this is my type of weather," and I would always joke back to him. Whenever it's cool, yeah. I would joke back, "Ah, that's my type of weather." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I remember. I remember when my dad was still was still alive. Like we would have conversations on the phone, and he used to, one of the first things he would ask me, especially during the winter time, "How's the weather?" Yeah. He knows. He knows what it is. It's like minus. It's like minus zero, whatever outside. You know, yeah. <laughs> and over there it's like eighty-five and sunny, right? It, I and think that's. To... <laughs> I think that's a normal conversation between you know, uh, in between Philippines and Minnesotans, Minnesota. Really, it's like, how are you? Is it too cold? I don't know. How is it over there in the Philippines? <laughs> it's too hot. <laughs> I, I sometimes like wish I was like could I, I'd say I was like how's the smog you know and, <laughs> and then we just move on to and the then we next. move on to food and say <laughs> we move on to food and say and say you know like you know like so what are you eating for breakfast I'm having fish from the sea and it's cooked <laughs> it's sugba it's grilled and you know and that's where that usually ends and I usually lose. <laughs> <laughs> like yeah i'm just having uh eggs <laughs> or cereal whatever okay <laughs> anyways what have you been doing pam like i i know you've been you've been doing some um you've been looking at stuff i've been i always look at stuff. i know you always I've been, look at stuff. i always look at either shows or whatever but actually this time i have a music recommendation for everyone and it's really nothing new to like music listeners especially the younger ones because i think this is like their genre or whatever but if you don't know who olivia rodrigo is look check out her music if you don't know who she is olivia rodrigo actually is a filipina american uh actress slash singer now uh she actually got her break in high school musical i'm not a big fan of that show but i did she did release like three singles. One of them, um, let me see. The three singles are uh, "Driver's License," "Deja Vu," and "Good for You." And they're very Taylor Swifty, kind of. Uh oh. But it's but the lyrics. I I think I think what drew me in is her lyrics. If you just take a moment to just listen pick any of those three songs and just listen to the lyrics it is very well written i'm gonna have like, to give it poetry i give it i'll give it a chance because i like to give artists a chance and i'll listen to one song at random <laughs> and you know how spotify has like their top five or whatever like most listened to for like each artist yeah. and that sort of thing i'll usually pick from that top five you know and that if it loses me, then yeah, Taylor Swift isn't making it and doing it itself any favors in my book. But I know that, I know she's popular, <laughs> right? I know she's you know there she's she's like the what the best selling artist of like of all time or something like that. Maybe I don't I'm know wrong. of all time, but I I know she can like I know she can like like. Ben Ben Worlds or something like that. Or like... Are you talking? Are you talking about Taylor Swift or Olivia Rodrigo? Taylor Swift. Oh, Taylor Swift. Yeah. I know she can like bend. I know, I know she can bend the internet and stuff. I'm not. <laughs> so. I'm not a big fan of Taylor Swift. I I like some of her songs. I don't really follow her. 
Um, whether the question if, is Olivia Rodrigo is the next Taylor Swift is too early to say. That's... Unfortunately, Edwin, I don't think it's along your genre because oh, it's, it's pop music and. I like pop music. Do you? Oh heck yeah! <laughs> like, I mean, pop music like took a turn like during the mid two thousands, but that I wasn't really keen to. Like, as soon as like I don't know, dubstep happened and, <laughs> and you don't like dubstep. You don't like dubstep. I'm not a big fan of dubstep. Fair enough. Well, yeah, I like it. It sounds like it like sounds it. like I don't know. It just sounds like tech, like electronic polka music to me, but. It basically is. Yeah, it is, right? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so, um, but yeah, I mean, Olivia Rodrigo is uh, one of the inspirational singers. Is Taylor Swift? The other one is Lord. So of course it'll sound oh, similar. Yeah, I know Lord. Yeah. So, yeah, I think I think she's got something going on. She just released her full album. You could check it out on Spotify. No, this is not an endorsement. This is just a recommendation. Check it out. <laughs> And that's, why, and that's why I have Spotify for such an occasion. Uh, <laughs> Spotify. Um, oh, cool. Well, then, yeah, just give that a try. I mean, I've been listening. I listen to Bruno Mars. That's pretty poppy, isn't it? Is he still making music? Oh, heck yeah. Like, he just, like, teamed up with, uh, oh, what's his name? Like, this, like, hip-hop drummer guy. I don't remember okay. his name, but they just released a song that I really like, and I don't remember what the song is at the top of my head. Well, while you're checking out Olivia Rodrigo, also check out Bruno <laughs> Mars. I'm pretty sure yeah. that he has something to do. I just haven't checked it out yet. Yeah. Don't judge. <laughs> <laughs> so, there you go. Um, so, so, oh, yeah. that's, so you've been doing that. What have... Where are we going now? I don't so, know where we're going. <laughs> we're I know really... that you... Are you researching something? Oh, yeah. Okay, so... Our... Here's... Okay, so just a little bit of background. Pam and I have been doing some... Some uh, research. Because we were very interested in, in... Since it's AAPI month. We sort of dove into... Uh, pre-colonial Philippines, right? Which we're going to talk about later. Um, but during that time, I started like looking at um, folklore in the Philippines again, and not just like normal folklore. I'm talking about like, you know, like everybody knows what an aswang is. If you, you know, if you're Filipino, right? It's but like the most popular. It's like the most popular mo one. Like monster. Exactly right. <laughs> And, but there was also like other folklore that, that, um, I got introduced to, um, uh, which brought me down a little rabbit hole and I'm sort of like looking for, for some history on that and the okay. actual stories behind it. And strangely enough, um, what I learned was that during the time of you know when when the philippines was starting to like trying to create like their own version of hollywood and start making filipino movies and productions way long mm -hmm. ago several of their first movies and i've i've said this before when it comes to horror movies the philippines the filipinos got it down pat and there's a reason for that because the first movies that came out of the Philippines, right? Philippine cinema were horror movies and there were horror movies that were based on Filipino folklore. Okay. And these movies, I guess they don't like, it's really hard to find them these days. Like it's really hard to find these, like these you know, like the first movies from the Philippines type things, like they're, you know, it's like trying to find like a long lost um, Meliere movie back from the turn of the century kind of thing, right? Apparently okay. these films are hard to find too. So mm -hmm. I'm just, I just got down to that rabbit hole of like trying to find 
folklore from the Philippines other than the known ones. Okay. Right? Because, you know, you can you can skin us one six days to Sunday. Six ways <laughs> to Sunday that I'm just done with it. I'm like, I already know it. It's fine. You know, other podcasts can have it, you know. <laughs> and, mm-hmm. you know, and so I'm looking for for other ones and yeah so that's what i've been doing speaking of what we were alluding to was that since it's aapi we uh pam and i wanted to talk about something that we've always wanted to talk about in this in this podcast because i don't think anybody really knows at least at least our audience you know we talk about modern philippines we talk about the current events of Philippines. We talk about Philippine culture, but we've never really talked about pre-Ferdinand Magellan, Legaspi <laughs> times, or pre-colonial times of the Philippines. So we are going to do this. Oop. So, here is Philippine pre-colonial history class 101, sort of. Don't (laughs) quote us on it. We are not historians. We are not, like, you know, even though I spent some quality time in college and got out out of it alive twice. Okay. (laughs) You know, and... I am very interested in, in history. In fact, history was one of my favorite things in in uh, during my educa- the you know the ed- the the miseducation of Edwin was <laughs> history class. So, anyways, I'm just gonna um, I just want to preface this right. Um, colonial times in the Philippines, right? And what we're what we're talking about is. Uh, was it the 1500s? Right, pre 1500s, Pam. Um, I I think so. Let's see. I'm just gonna do a quick Google search here. So, if you really want to date back to like the way beginning of like how old are the Filipino natives? Or the people that originated from the Philippine Islands, let's uh, per se. The earliest remnant um, that archaeologists have found is that humans uh, were found on the islands as far back as 700,000 years ago. Yeah. Which is like, like way long before anybody would know. Right? Yep. So, okay, so I just found out here. We're talking about pre-1565, pre-1500s. I knew it was around the 1500s, mm-hmm. right? We're talking about before that time, right. right? So... And I know, I think the most general knowledge is that if you say, if you say, hey, with pre-colonial Philippines, the first thing that most people think of are the Igorots. Yeah, which is which is northern Luzon, right? That's where the Igorot mm-hmm. people came from. It's like Baguio City and yep. and uh, Ilocano, that area. Yep. So. So and so people are asking, well, how how did their society differ from colonial times? Um. In general, their type of government is like a barangay government there's usually these are just the most generic classes the there are usually three generic classes the highest being the the dato yep and that's like the leader that's the ruler guy that's the, the ruler yep. or whatever and his immediate families and everything yep. and everything that's a high that's the high the highest yep. class he's ned stark Basically, okay. of Winterfell. That's that okay. he would be a Datu, in a sense. Yeah, sure. <laughs> <laughs> the next class down, the middle class, is the Timawa. T 
Timawa is free folk, free people. Yeah. Um, they usually are the merchants. Yeah. Uh, merchants, the working class, really. Working, yeah. And then the lowest ones are, they say, the slaves, the Aleping or the Oripon. Yeah. And usually they were bought, uh, but they were mostly indentured servants. Yeah. More so than slaves, they were they were, they were known as the dependent debtors. Yeah. Like that's another that was another word that I think someone said was that they're basically like they were indebted to the dato, and they were so they were they were pretty much slaves, right? They were trying to pay off their debt, as it were. Mm -hmm. But essentially, they were slaves. Yeah. At that point, so. One of the things that uh, caught my eye and something that people didn't really know is that just to compare, not saying that they were equal, right? But like when we talk about like slavery in the United States or in the Western society, like Great Britain, the Caribbeans and the United States and the, the slave trade here, right? It's forced labor taken from Africa to great britain or the united states and they were sold off as slaves you know to whoever mm -hmm. who would buy them right and pretty much they would live in the plantations yeah right and they would work the fields or work the house that sort of thing right well how we would know slavery in the united states in the philippines right and we talk about these dependent debtors or the alaping they were different from what we would know it to be right mm -hmm. yes they were still slaves but they had more i guess they would have more freedoms than what we would think of like for instance right certain slaves and it completely depends on the dato right yeah on how he ran the show um or how he or she which is something more interesting that we'll talk later was that they could live like in their house or mm -hmm. wherever that with a family yep right sometimes they would live with a family in a house or they would actually live in the dato's like property mansion whatever right depending yeah and they could go around they could like you know you know if they had like the means to or whatever or they or they had to they can buy little meager things or they could be given stuff from right uh -huh. by the doctor it's 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 it is indentured servitude in a sense but you know you were completely dependent you couldn't even leave the barangay you're prohibited to leave the barangay yeah so unlike Unlike the middle class, the the Timawa, yeah. they could leave their province or uh, tribe or whatever. Um, but as long as you have the Datu's approval. Approval, yeah. So, the, the here's the crazy thing, right? We still use these terms, barangay, Datu, in the Philippines. Mm -hmm. Right? Like, I know that Especially where I come from in the Philippines, you know, we think of Dato as a rich dude, <laughs> right? Like we think of it like we, we call like we would say something like, like, you know, you know, Dato Mancha, right? And mm. that would, <laughs> you know, or what it would mean would be like that guy over there is a rich guy, right? He's wealthy, he's well off. That's basically what it meant. You know, in today's mm -hmm. language, um, barangay still use right in the Philippines. There's different townships are called barangays, right? Mm -hmm. Like, um, like you know, the the place where I come from, like Matina, is a barangay in Davao City, right? Mm -hmm. Or Mabini is a barangay in Mindanao in Compostela Valley, or actually. I don't think they're in Capasilva. Anyways. <laughs> um, anyways, they're still used. Right? These are the kind of words that like sort of like kept going since you know, in from pre-colonial days. 
Mm-hmm. So. And these and these groups still exist, I believe. Oh yeah. Well. So, There's still I a, say. There is still actually a dato, like an actual dato, what we would know them as, a ruler, in Mindanao. And guess what? She's a lady. <laughs> right. Right. And she's from an Islamic community, and they regard her as a dato. Yep. Which brings to our our next thing that we were gonna discuss is that there were women. Yes. who were among equals in power. Um, there's a term called the Babayans. Yep. And they were regarded as um, priestesses. Mm-hmm. Um, they they served alongside the Datus as like a like a counselor, you would say? Or... They were also decision makers in the household. She's yeah, they're they were I guess you could say like they were like the conciliary of the doctors. <laughs> they were they were basically they were women. Babaya, that's where we get the word babae from. And ah. yeah, so it is you know, and it's it was primarily a female role. Yep. And the thing about pre-colonial Philippines is that there was no what we would you know like there wasn't like what would you call it like like gender like things like you could be like a dato could be a you know a guy or a gal mm-hmm. right and keep and also keep in mind. It's also in the language itself. Yeah. Tagalog has no, unlike the Spanish, yeah. L have, or La. Yeah. It's just a word. <laughs> yeah. It didn't come, like, the the influence of the Spanish language in the Filipino languages, like, if you ever hear, like, a, like, a, like an L or a La, you know, in our language, it's, it's Spanish. Yeah. But if you go to, like, like, actually look at, like, the the language like you know my primary language in the philippines Bisaya, there mm-hmm. are no pronouns like gender pronouns oh. that's why when i was a kid coming here in the united states it was so hard for me to figure out he and she mm-hmm. you know i would call a he a she a she a he right i used to get made fun of that that's there's, uh <laughs> stereotype too yeah there's a re- yo there's a reason for that right because mm-hmm. you know my my head didn't have gender pronouns in it when I was growing up. And and to be fair, I want to say that English is a hard language to learn. Yeah. Especially if it's not your primary language. Hell, even those native English speakers, they yeah. sometimes struggle too <laughs> in yeah. English. Yeah. Yeah. Um, like, you know, he, he, he and she is yeah. Yeah. So it, it depends on the context. Yep. So, <laughs> so, yeah. So back to the Babayans. Yeah. Men and women, they ruled equally. Yep. There was, uh, women weren't regarded as property. Yep. They were independent. Mm-hmm. Um, even back then, relationships. Uh, I would say they had like a little bit more power than men because women. They were regarded as uh, like a. They're really spiritual. Like, hol- holier. Holier, influence. yeah. Like, like tattoo artists, like tribal tattoo artists were women, right? Mm, okay. And the and the tattoos themselves, like in tribes, were were thought to be like spiritual, mm-hmm. right? And they were the only ones that could do it, and they were the only ones that could commune with with spirits, you know. And when we talk about spirits, we're not talking about like, you know, like what we would think about like. You know, ooh, spooky boogie boogie type stuff. Yeah. We're not talking about that. We're talking about like things in the Everywhere. Everywhere. Just spirits everywhere. were <laughs> everywhere, right? The tree could have a spirit. Right? Yep. The rock could have a spirit. Yep. The the river could have a spirit. The lake could have a spirit. Whatever. You know, it's like that. And they could commune 
with these spirits and say, you know, and they could say, you know, whether a king should rule <laughs> or like a doctor <laughs> should be a, should rule or if a doctor died and they had no kin or whatever the heck they would look to you know mm-hmm. to women and say who's supposed to rule you know and they would commune with spirits and whatever and then they would say you know yeah so that it's, it's like that like it was not like you know it wasn't like you know, like you know women were you know women you know were were staying at the house and while the men rule kind of things it was not like that and actually the women were the ones that did have the last word yeah. in regards to running the household or whatever yeah. um i mean they still they they were even warriors women warriors oh, yeah. fought alongside men um why divorce not? Was, yeah, <laughs> divorce was actually quite common uh, back then, and when when a divorce happens, they women would usually keep keep their own property. Yeah, depending on the matter of the divorce too. But anyway, that's divorce was common back then. Also, but we never um, thought about divorces in terms of what the, the the connotation was today. Like you know, and I think that had a lot to do with like the Spanish, like. With Catholicism, I deal with the Spanish. Yeah. but that's something. That's something else. That's something else. Um, the other thing about Babayans is that they could also the term Babayan also applied to effeminate men. Exactly. Men that don't really uh, fit into the masculine uh, stereotype, I guess. Yeah. And, and that was. To them, and to them, that was just a thing. It yeah. was just looking at another person. That was yeah, that was definitely a thing. There was there were stories of uh, of men being babayans, but they were very feminine, mm-hmm. right? Because that's who they you know, they are. So when we talk about like, you know, we talk about like you know current events today with like, you know, pe- you know, men or women not, you know, not you know like, you know like being you know like like uh transgender mm-hmm. right or mm-hmm. homosexual or whatever right that was not a thing back then if it you didn't ma- it didn't matter if you were feminine and you were a guy guess what you were a babayan and you could commune with spirits yeah <laughs> right i mean and i you mean could, that, like do uh, things i honestly and someone one of the, one of our sources just re- recited the philippines as the most LGBTQ friendly Asian nation. Which is really surprising to me in terms of like like the way the culture is to you know, like where the culture came from. Like not we're talking I'm not talking about like pre colonial, I'm talking about colonial. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right. A lot a lot changed. A lot changed, you know. Uh, this is, we're talking about pre fifteen hundreds. Things can change between you know, the 1500s and 2020. <laughs> so. Yeah. Yeah, so there's that. Um, so so when we were talking about how spirits can be found everywhere, uh, that belief system is called animism, yeah. where spirits can be found everywhere from the animals to plants to rocks, rivers, all that stuff. Yep. Um, what I learned is that Islam actually came to the Philippines before Christianity. Yep. And you could think in my on my island that they came from Mindanao. That's where the that's where they primarily settled. And you can <laughs> yeah. And that one is that one was brought in from um It was brought in it was brought in it was an Austronesian, but it was mostly brought in okay. by like the Islam pretty much settled like where like Singapore is and like where Malay mm-hmm. Malaysia <laughs> and Indonesia. They were there first and then if you look at a map, Mindanao is the closest island in the Philippines to, well, Mindanao and the Sulu Islands are very close to Malaysia and Indonesia, Malaysian. which is yeah. natural, right? They would just like sail their boats to Mindanao, right? Mm-hmm. And so Islam in the Philippines is a thing. Like, you know, it's Mindanao is where 
primarily we're all we're all you know islamic uh islamic people are and if you go to like Davao City, especially like a, you know, like in you know, in Zamboanga and you know, General Santos City, you'll see mosques. Yeah. You know. <laughs> Which is interesting because Philippines is generally regarded as a Christian Asian yeah. Uh, nation. Yeah, Catholics everywhere, right? It's still it's still <laughs> predominantly Catholic. Oh yeah. But what you don't hear is the Islamic portion of it. There's the thing about the Philippines is that it is very diverse in terms of religion, you know, mm-hmm. like in terms of like who's there. And that's mainly because of where it's situated. You cannot yeah. get into Southeast Asia. If you're on a boat in the 1500s, you cannot get into Southeast Asia with, you know, well, you could if you're a really good navigator, <laughs> right? But you're, you, you're going to hit the Philippines. Yeah, right? and the it's Philippines the... was served as a port. <laughs> it really. was served as a port, right? If you're coming from yeah, if you're coming from the east, going west in the Pacific Island, you know, in the Pacific Ocean, you're gonna chances are you're gonna hit the Philippines. And mm-hmm. that's why and then it was like a natural like stepping stone from Asia, like to like Chinese China, mm-hmm. you know. To Taiwan, down to the Philippines, into Indonesia, all the way down to Australia, right? Yeah. And the the Philippines has Hinduism, obviously Christianity, right? Very, right. very big. We're we're <laughs> Philippines is a big fan of of the Pope, so. <laughs> well, that was. I think that's also a colonial thing too. Yeah. That's another there's thing that we were Buddhist. <laughs> yeah, there, there's Buddhists. Buddhist, yeah. There are Islam, like we talked about. And yep. there's a lot of these factions from all those other religions. Yep. Right? And it's such a, like, when you talk about melting pot, that's what basically what made up the Philippines. Especially <laughs> during that time in pre-colonial times. Because that, I mean, Islam was there. Hindu, right? We talk about Rajas, right? Which is like dato plus one or (laughs) dato plus right right raja right it's a hindu Mm -hmm. term dato Mm -hmm. is an islamic term right lakan is the only indigenous term when it comes to like the hierarchy that is indigenous you know and there was only like Mm -hmm. and there was like only one i think there was like there was only one area where they used the term lakan that was in the north and mm, you know yeah. in Luzon, uh, and that was what was it like? If you ever you know like there's when we talk about like city states, <laughs> right, mm. or okay. polities, that was the Philippines pre-colonial. Yep. There were barangays that were like polities, and and city states mm-hmm. that were ruled by dato. Right. Yeah. And there was this major dude in the north in Lausanne. By the time the colonial, but by the time Magellan landed and Legaspi went, there was a major dude in in. Uh, Tondo. What's the place called? Is it Tondo? Tondo. Tondo. Yeah. Does this sound like familiar to you? Does this sound like Game See, of Thrones? <laughs> because this is basically King's Landing during that time, mm-hmm. and there was this guy. There was a there was a dato name. He was actually referred to as Raja Lakandalo, and he ruled Tondo by the time colonization hit, and he ruled. His influence went all the way, you know, was everywhere in the Philippines because, you know, pretty much Datus knew him, right? Mm-hmm. Knew who he was. Rajas knew who he was, right? And Raja, Mainila, was actually Hindu. <laughs> Raja, hmm. uh, there was a Raja formed just south of, uh, of Tondo. He formed the barangay of Manila. 
and there were three major rajas at that time before the right before colonization was there and there was those three in Lausanne during that time and it was Islam <laughs> and it was Hindu and in the indigenous and that was it there was no Catholics during that time yep correct <laughs> so and and it it's interesting on how people don't talk about this because not a lot survived the colonial the colonization there were scripts there yeah. but um they didn't survive yeah. the copper plate the, the famous copper plate was one the, of the laguna only copper plate yep it's the only it's there's it's only one known pre-colonial of uh, artifact that was found in the Philippines that does contain writing. And that um, was that was the only reason why we knew there was a there was like a King's Landing-esque thing in in Lausanne was because it was mentioned on that copper plate Tondo. Mm, okay. With Lacandula on it. And that was it. And it was like you know without that and the thing was it was written in three different languages. It was our Rosetta Stone for the Philippines. For the Philippines. <laughs> Because they had yep. two indigenous languages and they had Tagalog mm -hmm. right there. <laughs> so, and it's interesting because if you if you look up the written language how it was back then, pre-colonial times, kind of it's it's its own type of writing, but it kind of looks Arabic in a way. Yeah. Have you have you seen uh, the the copper plate? No, no, just uh, like text written in like Tagalog. Yeah, that's probably because of you know the Austronesian languages that came there. Yeah, you know, because because I was just uh, talking to this uh, person who is who knows Arabic, mm -hmm. and I just decided to be like, oh, you know, some Tagalog too, and I'm like, yeah, Tagalog and Arabic actually share common common stances in language I'm like, the, i did not know that it's the only one tagalog is i learned a lot about tagalog like the language because i took a linguistics course and the professor knew i was from the philippines mm -hmm. and she basically like spotlighted me even though i didn't really know tagalog at the time i just knew what it was you know like i knew like some words mm -hmm. and i could understand it mm -hmm. and it's one of the only languages where it has a you know we have a prefix and a post and a, mm, and a suffix yeah. in words you know like I don't like inside or outside inside or... outside right or or inside out right okay that sort of thing right there's something in in the beginning or something at the end of a word right, right? Mm -hmm. to signify what you're talking about Tagalog has a middle Mm. Right, and I okay. believe Arabic languages also have this. You know, just uh, you know, if you guys are listening, whoever knows how to speak Arabic, you know, please, you know, please correct me if I'm wrong. But I believe it has the same thing. Like, there's a middle part in in some of their words. Like a, hmm. I don't know what you call it. <laughs> uh, middle fix. I, I, I don't know. <laughs> You're alone but, in this. Sorry. Yeah, like a middle fix and thing, but in the yeah, it's it was something that was really interesting because I never realized that, and I believe Sabuano has the same thing. Mm, okay. So it's interesting. Yeah. So I'm. It was. It makes sense to me now <laughs> how, you know, knowing that Austronesian cultures came from. You know, like the Islamic world and the Hindu, you know, in the Hindu world came to the Philippines because they all traveled east. Yeah. You know, and you, yeah. I mean, again, the Philippines is like right there. And mm -hmm. so, it, yeah, it really doesn't, I'm I'm pleasantly surprised, but yeah, at the same time, I was like, that makes a lot of sense now. <laughs> so, um, looking back on these random facts that we found 
I mean, I don't know. How does that make you feel? I think it just makes me feel... I've always wanted to know pre-colonial, you know, <laughs> and there's not that many books, you yeah. know, without the internet, there's no way. And yeah. without YouTube, there's no way, <laughs> you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And I know like universities teach this, you know, I think UCLA has a, like a, like classes on this, you mm -hmm. know, especially that's focused on, you know, pre-colonization of Southeast Asia, particularly the Philippines, right? Mm -hmm. And there's people who study this around the world, you know, mm -hmm. people write doctorate dissertations on this, <laughs> you know, mm -hmm. but we don't, I can't just go over to like Barnes and Noble and go, oh, here's a book, you know, talking about pre-colonization of the Philippines. Right. <laughs> you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And we can find that every, we can find that, you know, we can find books on ancient western societies very very easy we can right. find you know pre-athens macedonia or whatever you know what i mean like all these other like western societies but mm -hmm. you know, good luck trying to find a book like that in the you know pre-colonization of the philippines we even have like pre-columbian pre-columbian uh you know america books everywhere but not <laughs> but not but not you know, and that was during pre-Columbians during the time of pre-colonization of the Philippines. Right. Right. 1492 and, you know, and earlier. 1500s and earlier. But nobody just knowing it and knowing that, you know, what we found, everything sort of makes sense. Like the word, like even like my, the town that my parents come from, it was named after two datos that were like guess they were like feuding with each other during you know during pre-colonization you know okay. and i'm like oh okay well that makes a lot of sense you know <laughs> yeah <laughs> so the history of it knowing where you come from you know i think it's really important that even if you're you know like if you came from the philippines or you have Phil you know the philippines is, is part of your heritage you know Knowing this stuff, especially what, especially what's going on in the Philippines today, especially even in the in the United States today, you know, we talk about LGBTQ rights, mm -hmm. right? We talk about you know gender equality, right? We talk about you know like um, we talk about like you know like how society you know like. The mistakes, even the mistakes that like pre-colonization tribes did, you know, we talked, we, there's, there was still slavery, even though they weren't right. part of the slave triangle, you know, and that sort of thing. It mm. was still a thing, you know, but a lot of that stuff needs to be further studied. And a lot of that stuff needs to be, you know, still honed out, you know, and that's why history class i was about to say uh, <laughs> we study history for a reason <laughs> yeah the humanities all of this stuff you know people that call like the liberal arts that sort of thing is so important i don't care what anybody says like it, it is so important to find out where the heck you came from so you know where you're going in the future it'll always and, be relevant yeah it's history relevant. is doomed to repeat itself yeah, yeah. one way or another don't like, act surprised. <laughs> yeah, I remember. I remember someone on YouTube saying, like, especially during during the time of the pandemic, you know, like, you know, in 2020, I remember like watching some guys. Was, We've been here before, mm -hmm. right? We've been here multiple times, but the difference is we have the technology. So what the heck is wrong with us? <laughs> you know, and that was like that was a wake up call. You know, like it was like, what are we doing? Like we've seen right. this before. We've seen this play out before. Mm -hmm. You know, all all you gotta do, what was it like? All you gotta do is turn on PBS or something like that and find out what happened. You know, <laughs> in you know back in the nineteen mm hundreds -hmm. with the Spanish flu, or back you know even earlier than that. Right. You know, but nobody history is so relevant so that we don't tr we don't end up repeating it but sometimes we do right because we just don't learn from our mistakes and but we at least have to know what were mis our mistakes were 
mm-hmm. right? Where our failures and our our failures and successes were. I sound like a freaking motivational speaker. No, well, but <laughs> it's true. I mean, yeah. This is how I learn. Good thing, uh, you know, history. History is a study, and for yeah. a good reason. And it is also taken on different levels too, not just academically and as a society, but also as an individual as well. Um, I didn't know any of this stuff until we decided to talk about it for this podcast. Any of this stuff. How the tribes were run. I did not know that women weren't regarded as property. Yeah. Or even or even a bit more powerful than that. Wow. I did not know that. I did not know that they were also LGBTQ friendly. I find that heartwarming a bit. Yeah. It's just, I think to me, it's, I feel like today, I mean, I wish there was more stuff that I could pick up, you know, and read more about this because this is such a gloss over some of the information I already knew you know, mm-hmm. because of, I just happened to, you know, like, this is not the first time I got interested in where the heck I come from kind of thing, you know? Mm-hmm. And knowing, I mean, I did, I mean, I've done some genealogy um, with my own roots, and that's why I sort of had to, like, look back, mm-hmm. you know, like, there was a barangay in copies in middle, <laughs> you know, in the middle middle of uh middle of the philippines with my name on it yeah you know i am sure if i looked hard enough that there was a dude with my last name who was a datu does that make you feel powerful (laughs) not really you know but it makes sense no but it really makes sense because politics and lawyers i think i've told you this like the the people in my family are either lawyers doctors nurses right or politicians (laughs) <laughs> so you know that's that politics runs in my in my family and it makes total sense now like you know mm-hmm. yeah so i am i'm not i'm ple- you know i i have i wouldn't be surprised if i found out that i was related to a dato somewhere <laughs> <laughs> you know yeah, I honestly, I honestly think that for those that are going, you know, digging into your heritage and everything, I would strongly suggest doing your own research. You, yeah. it's quite surprising on on how little that this is being discussed on the pre-colonial Philippines. Yeah. yeah so but, I. Yeah. I don't know if I, if there was a class that they were offering either like online or something. I guess I I, I would take it. I would take it like in a heartbeat because it's one of those things where it's you know me being you know very interested in history of anything history. You know, and yes, I do listen to <laughs> hardcore history, <laughs> you mm-hmm. know, podcasts. So, I mean. I would, I would definitely listen. And speaking of, I should give credit to a couple of people who, who I'm getting some information out of. And okay. One of them is Lemin Kai. He has a YouTube channel that talks okay. about the pre-colonial Philippines, and he has his, his was very informative. Um, just to, I think he was the one who talked about like the three, like the three classes pre-colonial philippines another one mm-hmm. is epimetheus um which gives like an eight minute explanation of of the philippines and then there was another guy who i want to say i'm gonna try to find him here because i know i want to give him credit kirby aroli arolu arolo okay yeah kirby arolo which he explained the differences between Dato, Raja, and Laka. And okay. that's like, he, he talks about like, you know, a Raja can be, a, all Rajas are Datos, but not all Datos are Rajas. And, Correct. 
you know, yeah. all lock-ons are are Raja's. Oh, all lock-ons are Datu's, but not all uh -oh. Datu's are lock-ons. It's like yeah. that, right? And he explains that whole thing. And so there's a couple. Of, those are the the ones that I I wanted to give credit to. Just for important. There's a lot on YouTube. There's a lot on the internet. There's so. there's also um, on other social media too. The one that I that I turn towards, one of the ones that I turn towards, uh, he can be found on TikTok, of course. Um, he his name is Owen Layugan, L A U Y U G A N. He could be found in in TikTok under the name Ask Manong Owen course his he could also be found on instagram at instagram at babayin.atbp he is listed as a pre-hispanic philippine and austronesian culture and history enthusiast and that is where you could find uh tagalog writings nice. like pre-colonial tagalog writings i'd love to i'd love to get my hands on that definitely it's it's really cool. He also he also writes it too, kind of like yeah. calligraphy. Although I don't think it's calligraphy; it's just writing. Yeah. But yeah, check it out um, on so, YouTube and yep. all that stuff. So. And next time when we do this sort of history spotlight, we, sh I guess we're moving on to circa fifteen hundreds to eight. I want to say eighteen ninety eight. I want to say eighteen ninety eight when would... the United States took over. <laughs> yeah, we we will cover the colonial times, the colonial and times. it's more than just the Spanish. It was and more than we'll, the Spanish. We'll delve more into that next episode. Yeah, but end history class here. Yeah, might not be next episode, but it'll be in a future episode. But uh, I hope this is interesting for people. And I need to get the stuff here. Um, I hope this is interesting for people. I know it was interesting for me. Um, and try delving into this. I know I'm going to do more reading. You know, again, this was just a gloss over. Hey, Edwin, but... I'm going to use this as a seg uh, segue. <laughs> Go do it. Okay. So you mentioned something about Filipino uh, kind of mythology, really. Yes. Or folklore is, oh, is what you... Yes. So I don't know if you remember, on, but the first episode of Hala Hala Hangout, I mentioned a certain Filipino comic... Do you remember? Oh, yeah. In fact, I'm going to play this first. <laughs> oh, yeah. So. Trace. So. Tracy. Yes, Tracy's Tracy. coming out on Netflix. Oh, yes, on Netflix. There are trailers on YouTube. Both in Tagalog and English. Check that it out. That means I have to turn the back of my Netflix on. Yeah, you're gonna have to. Because yeah. there's actually something worth watching on Netflix. <laughs> Check out the trailer first, though. Check out the trailer first. I'm sure it's on YouTube, right? I would I'm, imagine uh, it's on yeah, YouTube. So it is, it's an animated show based on the comics. Um, but it's, it's, as I said in the first episode, it deals with the Filipino folklore, especially those that are not no. the known or the no, popular not... monsters or whatever. Yeah. I need to, yeah. That's, that's actually down in my wheelhouse. I'm, I'm going to have to check that out, look at the previews, because, and turn on Netflix and pay my, <laughs> pay the Netflix tax. I I will warn you, it can be a bit graphic, so I would advise to not watch it around kids. It does Philip deal King with folklore that isn't graphic. Say it so. <laughs> I'm just warning to those that have kids. Yeah, put them to bed first. <laughs> put them to bed first. Filipino folklore is scary. I'll give you that because I've never heard of Filipino folklore wasn't that wasn't scary. <laughs> yep. So. I still strongly suggest that you read the comic. I don't know how close it, the show is to the comic just by watching the trailer. So um, when is it supposed to drop? June 11th? June 11th. Okay, so June 11th, after the fact, we will we will check in with Pam <laughs> and then find out 
I'm probably gonna watch it too. Whoa, I haven't read whoa, whoa. it. Yet, so. Sandalilang book. Sandalilang. Um, I only I only read the first uh, the first comic book. Um, I think there's like number two and three are out. Actually, no, just number two. Number, number three two is, is coming out. Yeah, number two is out. I saw that on. Um, Actually, you know what? I think I'm still waiting on it. Come on. <laughs> so I am really excited. And it does have still an anime-ish look to it. I don't mind that. But but the thing is, though, I like how the cast that they use for both the English and the Tagalog are all Tagalog. Is it small mouths with big eyes and... Um and like well, it's not thought chibi. bubbles. It's not cute. Okay, good. <laughs> like think of Helsing, maybe. Oh, that's not bad. That's that's I I can yeah. That's probably appropriate. And people can correct me on art style. I mean, to me, it looks like anime-ish, but I don't know if there is a Filipino like art that's different from like the Japanese anime art style. I don't know. If anyone knows any better, you can correct me on it, please. Yes. But I, it was full of action, and it features two characters that I uh, that I like from the comic. It's the dudes in the suits and masks. Anyway, watch the trailer to know who I'm talking about. Dudes in the suits and the mask. I gotta check this out. <laughs> Dude in the suits and the mask. Um, <laughs> check this out. So, I'm excited about it, really. And I would I would suggest watching the Tagalog version even if you don't know Tagalog or can't speak Tagalog. It does come with Tagalog subtitles, the Tagalog trailer, I should say. But it's just hearing an anime in Tagalog, it it hits differently. Well, it's I mean it's part of it's just listening to it, I mean it's different, right? Right. So, and it's, I mean, it's in our wheelhouse, so I'm kind of, I'm really excited. I really am excited. I am going to have to, I got to turn Netflix back on, right? <laughs> I mean, it takes a I lot. Gotta make you work. <laughs> yeah, it, it takes a lot to turn Netflix back on for me because. Okay, so you know what? I just checked on my order queue. The second Trace comic book is Still on pre-order. Oh bother! I know, right? <laughs> so they're coming out with they're coming out with a with a with a Netflix move the Netflix show before they can get the second one in. Yeah. Oh, this is and gonna be I'm a not, Game of Thrones thing again. And I'm not sure if that's <laughs> if it's actually a movie or if it's a series. I think it's a movie. I think. Okay. Well, I want to watch yeah. either way. So. <laughs> yeah. Really so yes, yes, go ahead and watch it. All right. Well, that's our show. Um, hopefully, you enjoyed it. If you have any uh, questions, comments, or or uh, or uh, if you want to correct us on any of our history, uh, I definitely welcome that. Again, I'm not a history buff. I I claim no expertise. We claim nothing. <laughs> we claim nothing. We claim no expertise. Don't take don't don't take your history advice from a podcast. So do your research. Do your own actually research. Go to go yes. to someone that actually knows and studies it. Exactly. So um, yeah, uh, if you want to correct us or anything like that, you can you can feel free to us uh, drop us a, an email through hollowhollowhangouts at gmail.com or go to our our legendcreators.com website and hit us up on a comment there that will that will uh, def we'll definitely see that. And, yeah, but don't. Um, and don't forget, we also have a Legend Creators Facebook that you could yes, also do. drop a comment on. Um, yeah. I will, I will probably uh, drop links to where at least I found my information, yep. and probably the YouTube videos that we have used yep. as well. Um, if you want to reach us directly, you could find me on Twitter at PandaCatDragon1. Uh, you could also find me on Instagram. Uh, at Panda Cat Dragon, and you can find me at T Cities Edwin on Twitter, or you can find me at DIY Edwin on the Insta. The Insta. In the Insta, 
and yes. uh, you can uh, you can also uh, yeah shoot us an email hollowhollowhangouts at gmail.com and also don't forget to like share subscribe yeah. like share all subscribe that all that fun stuff um, that's how we get listeners that's how we when we get known you're right that's the algorithm I can't help that and the um, that's what Apple, Google, and all the IRS deem it so. <laughs> so, as much as I hate it, comment, like, and subscribe. <laughs> so, yes. yes, tell your friends. So, so yeah. All right, cool. I'll uh, right. see you guys later uh, next time. See ya. Salamat, mabuhay.